Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala Resulü Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahabihi ma'in amma ba'd. Fe'udu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ve ezibetela İbrahim Rabbuhu bi kelimatin fe'atemmehun. Kale inni ca'iduka linnasi imama. Ve kale ta'ala ve vassa biha İbrahim benihi ve Yaqub. يا بني إن الله اصطفى لكم الدين فلا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون. سمع جبرت سنسست الرحمن دل الله شرط هاي كلا سبحانه وتعالى. that he guided us and you know he made us to be here in in the city of Allah سبحانه وتعالى in the most blessed city of Allah سبحانه وتعالى in مكة المكرمة the city which was built by Ibrahim عليه السلام and this the city which is most beloved Allah سبحانه وتعالى because it actually has the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Kaaba. So Alhamdulillah we are here and it is only Allah's favor that we are here. It's not that we made any effort to be here. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want, there are people who are more rich than us, they are more powerful than us, more qualified than us, but they never came here. So Alhamdulillah we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we should make effort to use our time here properly. So inshallah the classes will start tomorrow from 9 to 12. In our class, in which I will teach Tafsir and 40 Hadith of Nawi and Sirat of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And after Isha, we will have, inshallah, some scholars from Bakat al-Bukharama who can come and give some advice, some time of Hadith, some other lesson, inshallah. So we hope there will be few people, inshallah, coming to us. But today, I just want to make a few general advice to remind myself and everybody here that why this city is so important in Islam. So inshallah I'll mention that. But make effort that you know when you are here, don't waste your time. As in this city, you know, every good deed has so much rewards. In the prayer, one prayer in this in in, in this mosque is according to one narration is equal to one hundred thousand prayers. So just imagine, you know, so it is it is so huge rewards. But at the same time any sin people do there also it's multiplied many, many times. So don't do sins. And amongst the sins are lying, backbiting, harming <coughs> anybody, hurting anybody, thinking bad about anybody. All these are very, very bad. People should, while they're here, don't lie. Don't lie anywhere. But if you lie here, this lie will be multiplied by many, many times. Don't backbite anybody. Don't laugh at people. You know, this is actually a very, very important thing. Similarly, don't involve in any discussion and argument. Because what happens when people come argue, their shaitan comes. Because then everybody wants to win. And when shaitan, shaitan, that is the best time for shaitan. That's why hadith of the Prophet means that uh, argument is a halika. Halika means like, you know, like uh, the barber, you know, shaves his head. Similarly, when argument comes, it shaves all the religion. So piety in the religion goes away. And then hatred and, you know, these things can come. So while you're staying here, also make sure don't argue anybody, anything. Don't discuss anything. It's very important. You know, you have anything, you can ask questions. That's, you know, very little time anyway. We are just going to stay here four or five days. So within these four or five days, we don't need to, you know, destroy our actions. So make sure, don't, even if you think you are right, don't worry. You, know, you are not here to convince people, to force people, you know, to ignore these things. Because shaitan comes that way. So don't discuss anything, don't argue anything, don't debate with the people. You know, otherwise hatred and enmity will come. Uh, and that's the best way of shaitan. To make and similarly anything which actually are political matters and many of those matters where Muslims are divided, don't discuss them because you know, no doubt you know we don't have any uh, Imam or Khalifa who can, who can unite the, in, the, in this matter, and in every matter there are so many angles, so it is very difficult for the people to have unity. So the best thing is don't discuss those things. If you discuss them, what will happen? Two groups, three groups, everybody argument at least waste of time. It's still, if you remain friends, it's still waste of time. So keep in mind that while you are here, just keep thinking that how I can learn from this city and how can I increase my piety and my nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is, uh, you know, inshallah, very, very important. Keep, and if you see anybody arguing, ask them, you know, please, you know, you go by and then you can make a discussion argument, but not in this city. So, so alhamdulillah, you know, just I want to remind a little bit, inshallah, because tomorrow, inshallah, we're going to start the class and then you can learn what we have been learning. But uh, this city is really chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only this city, you know, Ibrahim is really chosen by Allah Wherever he was born, wherever he walked, every city, everything that Ibrahim went to, it becomes chosen. There were Quran, there was Zaytun, 
و طور سینین و حادل بلدل امین فور پلیس قرآن میشن و تین پلیس ویر در ایز ماؤنٹین آف فگ تین و زیتون پلیس ویر در ماؤنٹین آف ولیب ایز تو تین ایز پلیس آف عراق اور ایٹ انکلورس آلسو پلیس ویر نو علی سلام سے انو آرک ون ایٹ کیم اور سٹلڈ تیٹس آل دا پلیس آر کار وقت پلیس آف تین سو ایٹ بیسکلی ہسٹری گوز بیک ٹو نو علی سلام بٹ دین اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ میڈ امنگ ہی ڈیسینڈنٹ ابراہیم ٹو بی بور ان ہیس پلیس تو ابراہیم علی سلام ایکلی بلانس ٹو دا پلیس آف تین جبل تین وز زیتون دا ماؤنٹین آف اولی ماؤنٹین ایٹ ان سیریا اور دیس دا پلیس ون کن سین بائبل ان گوسپلس عیسیٰ علیہ السلام ون آف گریٹ مسنجر اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ ہی یوز ٹو گو دیار اور گیف سرمرس دیار اور یوز ٹو ورشپ اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ دیار تو ایٹ ہز بگ ہسٹری ان ماؤنٹ اولی ماؤنٹین دی ویری ویری امپورٹن دیس ٹو ماؤنٹینز آر ویری امپورٹن تو فرسٹ ماؤنٹین آف تین اور دیٹ ایز اکلی ویچ ویر دی ہسٹری آف نیو ہیومن جنریشن فرام نو علیہ السلام سٹارس اور دیٹ ایز دی پلیس ویر ابراہیم علیہ السلام بورنہ تو ابن ابراہیم مور فرام عراق ہی کیم ور ہی کیم تو بلاد الشام تو دیٹ ایز ایریا آف ماؤنٹین آف زیتون دین آفٹر دیٹ ابراہیم علیہ السلام ڈیٹ سیکنڈ ہجرہ اور فرام شام ہی ونٹ ور ہی ونٹ تو ایجپٹ اور تو دیٹ وائی قرآن سے وطور سینین اور دیٹ پلیس ایز آلسو چودن بکار ابراہیم علیہ السلام اور دین انہیتر چودن میسنجر موسیٰ علیہ السلام ہی یوشت ٹاک اللہ سوہتا دیر تو ایٹی ہسٹروکل پلیس اور فرام ایجپٹ دن ہی کیم ٹوئر ٹو مکتن مکرمہ تو یو کنسی ابراہیم علیہ السلام موونگ فرام ایریا آف جبل التین ٹو دا ایریا آف جبل الزیتون ان سیریا فرام دیر ہی گوز ٹو تور سینین ان فرام تور سینین ہی کم ٹو حادر برز امین تو اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ ہے چوزن آل دا پلیسز ویر ابراہیم ہیز بوکڈ فرافرلی ایز ہی ہیز بین چوزن ان ہیز فیملی سیملی اللہ ہیز چوزن ایوری پلیس ویر ابراہیم علیہ تو قرآن میں انشاءاللہ ہاو اللہ ہے چوزن ابراہیم علیہ السلام سے ڈیسنڈرز ابراہیم علیہ السلام نو ڈاؤڈ ریلی ایز ای گریٹ میسنجر بیفور دیٹ نو علیہ السلام اور میسنجرز دے ہر سیم دعوہ عبادہ فاللہ سبحانہ وتعالی بل بیفور دیٹ ملہ وردات اسٹیبلش منس اینو ملہ وی آف لائف ویر ایٹ ہیز ویری سٹرائکنگ فیچرز این ایوری تک لیری نون ایٹ وز نار دیر تو اللہ تو پیپل نو وات آر ایک دسٹنگشن دس ملہ تو دس ملہ بیسکلی وات دس ملہ ایز حنیفیہ ترن اوے فرام ایوریتنگ تو اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی سیکنڈ پارٹ آف دا ملہ ایز اسلام سم مشن تو اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی اور دا تھرڈ پارٹ آف ملہ ایز عدم الاشراق ڈونٹ ڈو این شرک دیس تری تنگ اور فار دیس تری تنگ ابراہیم علیہ السلام اکسلی آلسو انٹروڈیوس مینی آف دوست تنگ ویش کن کیپ دس ملہ صلاح پراپرلی آن دا رائٹ ٹائمز تو دیس رائٹ ٹائم تیش پیپل انو حنیفیہ ان آلسو اسلام فار دیٹ پرپت آلسو ہی بل دا کعبہ تو یو کن سی ابراہیم علیہ السلام انو حیث بن چودن بارلہ سنو تعالی تو میک دیس ملہ نون پراپرلی ان دن آفٹر دیٹ نیو میسنجر ون دے کم دے نوٹ نیٹ تو میک انی ملہ دے جس فالو دیس ملہ دیٹ واللہ سنو تعالی سید ان دا قرآن آفٹر ابراہیم We commanded him to follow Ibrahim. Even the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Quran says, Thumma awuhayna ilayka anittabi'u millata Ibrahim hanifa. O Prophet Muhammad, then we reveal to you that you must follow the millah of Ibrahim alayhi wa sallam. To Ibrahim alayhi wa sallam actually is chosen. To all the millah is his millah. To the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not bring any new message. Quran says, Qul ma kuntu bida'am minal rusul. Tell, I am not a new message. I did not bring anything new. Nothing new in my message. My message same what Ibrahim al Islam has been teaching. Musa al Islam did not bring any new message. It is same message what Ibrahim al Islam has been teaching. Isa al Islam came, no new message. Same message of Ibrahim al Islam. Ibrahim al Islam is the founder of the this Millah. And then every messenger, every prophet who came after him, they must follow him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them example for the believer. Quran says that Ibrahim al Islam, we have made Ibrahim as example for all the believers. So he is the Imam, as you know, another verse Quran says, وَإِذِ بِتَلَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ رَبُّهُ بِكَلِمَاتٍ Remember when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested Ibrahim in a few things. And I'm going to explain what tests are. And Ibrahim, he passed all the tests. فَأَتَمَّهُنَّ Every single test Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made for Ibrahim, Ibrahim passed them. It can say, أَتَمَّهُنَّ means with full marks you can imagine. The highest mark you can imagine. Ibrahim did not do any mistake in the exam, basically. Every single test Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made for him, Ibrahim did. 
you know, did that exam, that test on the highest level. For example, when Allah commanded him to, to slaughter his son, there can be many, many degrees. One could be his thinking, meaning is to devote his son to worship him. That also, that also meaning of dream. But Ibrahim did not go to lower meaning. Ibrahim got to highest meaning, you know, slaughtering the son. Then the other meaning could be slaughtering the son, but not now, maybe after 20 years. But Ibrahim did immediately. Every time Allah commands Ibrahim, Ibrahim never goes, you know, to the lowest one. Ibrahim don't go to the middle path. Ibrahim always go to highest possible way of Allah's uh, obedience of Allah. So Allah Quran Ibrahim did test, but every test, test completely, properly. There is no defect in Ibrahim's you know, obedience, all the time properly. If somebody does like that, certainly Allah will be very happy. So Allah said to Ibrahim, He said, Ibrahim, I'm going to make you Imam for all the people. You see, until the day of Qiyamah, now he's Imam for all the people. So Ibrahim, you know, he wants that, you know, okay, I'm Imam, but I will die. If I die, what will happen? Because in my family of humanity needs a new Imam all the time. So if I Imam, and then for all the people, or I'll die, after a few generations, people forget my message. So what will happen? So that's why he remembers, he said, Wamin durriyati. He said, oh Allah, also make Imam in my family. Because if I Imam, and then I die, after a few generations, people forget. He knows what happened to Al Nuh Islam. He wants, you know, new Imams keep coming. So Allah says, okay, I'll do that. Among your descendants who are wrongdoers, they will not be Imam. They will be Imam as long as they follow you. If they don't follow you, they are no more Imam. And then the, a part of that also in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah said to Ibrahim Islam, send my, my family a messenger you know, you know, with the, who teaches your book and hikmah, uh, you know, all those things that the Quran mentioned about the Prophet Muhammad So you can see Ibrahim Islam's concern actually not only for himself, he wants uh, this imama to continue until the day of judgment. Allah loves this for Ibrahim. He wants, he knows that this is the way of the Tawheed, Allah's worship. So after his death, this should continue. There should always be, must be people in his family, among his followers, they continue the message. So this, you know, city actually has been chosen with this concern. You can see every father has many, many concerns. Our fathers have concern what? That when I die, then my, fam my children, what are they going to eat and drink? How are they going to survive? Ibrahim has no concern except one concern. That when my, I die, then Imama should continue my family and, the, and the people should worship Allah SWT. That's why Allah SWT says in the other verse in, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ibrahim, Ibrahim and Yaqub, they left a will for their children. What the will was, Ya Baniya, inna Allah deen. Oh my sons, Allah has chosen for you Islam, deen. What Islam? Islam actually, we have, we have been using Islam with capital I. So Islam became like a name of a specific religion. When Ibrahim used the word Islam, he does not mean a name of a religion. What he means by Islam is, you can say, you know, it's a small I. Islam means submission. Ibrahim said, oh my sons, Allah has chosen for you submission as your religion. فَلَا Don't die. You see, he said, never, never die until you are in full submission. So you see, Ibrahim Islam's concern is that my family should continue worshiping Allah SWT full submission, they should not die. And this actually will continue his family. The, his family has no concern, all the Imams, his family, they have no concern of any state, any power, any enjoyment of the life. Only concern the family is what? Islam, submission to Allah Taala. Then Quran mentioned the story of another great messenger from his family, his, great, his grandson, Yaqub al-Islam. So Quran says, where you present when the death came to Yaqub al-Islam. Yaqub al-Islam, the great messenger, son of Ishaq al-Islam, and grandson of Ibrahim al-Islam, now is dying. Last moment of his life. And all his twelve sons and their children and all the wives, they are sitting around him. They want to listen from him the last word. Last word that he can say, they want to listen from him. And everybody is there. So you can see really, he's a great messenger and he's a, you know, even actually, if, if my father is not messenger, you know, I always be very keen if he, say, if he has any last will, I want to do that. Anybody, when you are, whenever your father leaves any last will, anybody wants to do that. And now Yaqub is a great messenger. Yaqub is dying and all the sons, including Yusuf al Islam, he's, he himself is a messenger. He's around there. Yaqub is going to make a will. And everybody is listening. He called out them that I want to leave for you last will. 
they must be thinking to what my father going to say. When, he, he, when all the children came, what Yaqub said, Qala ma min ba'di. He said, oh my sons, after my death, what are you going to worship? He didn't ask who you're going to worship. He made more general. He just want to uh, make sure really what is the man. Because Islam and Ibadah both are the same thing. What after my death you going to worship? You see, if Yaqub does not want to die unless he listens from his children. Though Yaqub is a messenger and his children have grown up in, in, in that house, they don't need a reminder. You know, think really that you know, if this is the house, you know, most chosen house you can imagine. Uh, the, once the Prophet asked his uh, companions, do you know who is Kareem, Ibn al-Kareem, Ibn al-Kareem, Ibn al-Kareem? So this Allah is messenger, uh, you know, messenger knows the best. He said, Yusuf, Ibn Yaqub, Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Ibrahim. Chosen family. You can see Ibrahim is the great Imam. Then Ishaq is the Imam. Then Yaqub is the Imam. Then Yusuf is the Imam. And then their uncle Ismail is the Imam. Cho chosen family. In this chosen family, uh, really you think that uh, people worship someone else? You know, it could be after 10, 20 generations, but when the messengers are alive, you know, Ibrahim raised them. Then after death of Ibrahim, another messenger, Ishaq, is there in the family. He is looking after them. After death, Ishaq, Yaqub is there. He is looking after them. And after Yaqub dies, Yusuf will be there. So, in all the way, there are messengers anyway. Do you think this family needs this reminder? But no. Because family's father, Ibrahim, his really only concern was Islam, nothing else really. Ibrahim has no concern except submission. And that concern really continue, continue the whole family. The whole family only concern Islam, submission, nothing else. So now Yaqub, before death, he wants to see how Allah loves this story really. You know, Allah never mentioned to the people anybody's death, how people die. But Yaqub's death is well recorded in the Quran, in very nice context in Surah Al-Baqarah. How he dying? Otherwise, Quran does not mention death of the people. We don't have in the Quran death of Musa Islam. We don't have death of many, many people. But death of Yaqub is mentioned because Yaqub's death of is a great lesson. Everybody there, I ask them, what are you going to worship after my death? The family knows. They said, no, after your death, we'll keep on continuing worshiping. Same thing, your Allah, Allah of your father's Ibrahim. Isma, even Ismail, Ishaq, they know whole tradition. We will worship him. And we are full submission to him. And then he dies. So really religion of Allah SWT is submission. Submission to Allah SWT. That what Ibrahim did. Ibrahim when we say Milla of Ibrahim, that what it means really. Full submission to Allah. If Allah commands, then Ibrahim never can hesitate. Once the command of Allah comes, Ibrahim is the first person to do. And all messengers. They are, they are our Muslims. They are the first person to first person to submit, surrender to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. That actually what we need to learn this city. Because you know, when Ibrahim's family came to this city, it was not a city where people take their family. You know, when we moved from India to England, we did not come there for submission. We came there for money. People, you know, everybody who coming to be doing his move for what purpose? For something else. But when Ibrahim was commanded to bring his wife and, and son to to Mecca, what was was there? Quran said, Ibrahim himself said, Oh Allah, Rabbi inni askant min durriyati bewadin ghayr di zar'in inda baytika al-muharram. Oh Allah, I made my family to settle where? Wadin, in a valley, between mountains. Sometimes valleys have you know, rivers and fountains and water. So it's fine in the valley, but there water. But what Ibrahim said, Wadin ghayr di zar'in, a valley where nothing grows. Tell me, have you seen in the history any father does like that? You know, if you see if you see settlements in the world, all the same because I have been actually we have been working on that on many, many Muslim settlements. Settlements always follow water. Settlements in the world always happen beside the water. Where there is water, there is settlement. The only settlement in the world we know without water is Makkah. The only father who makes his family to settle in a place without water is Ibrahim. It never happens really. Every father, when they make a settlement, when they make their family to settle, they always make sure there is water and there is something gross. But Ibrahim actually said this thing. I make my family to settle in a place. Does any father do like that? No father does. Because this city was actually to teach people submission. Ibrahim was made imam to teach submission. People come to Makkah al not for, for, for any other thing. Only they come for submission. 
تو سٹی واز چوزن فار دا سبمیشن ٹو ٹیچ دا سبمیشن پراپرلی ٹو اللہ کا ابراہیم واز کمانڈر ٹو بی ہیئر ہی از دیئر ہی ڈز ناٹ کیئر اباؤٹ ووٹر اباؤٹ اینی تھنگ اینڈ دین واٹ ہیپنس از وین ہز سن اسٹارٹ گروئنگ یو نو رننگ دین اللہ کمانڈس ابراہیم ٹو سلاٹر ہز سن دس مین آف سبمیشن ہی نو ہیزیٹیشن نائٹ ہی سی ان دا ڈریم ان دا مارننگ ہی سیٹ ٹو ہز سن یا بونج انی ارا فل منامی انی اذبح کا فنظور مادا کرا او مائی بلوڈ سن ان دا نائٹ آئی ہیو سین دا ڈریم دیٹ آئی ایم سلاٹنگ یو واٹ ڈو یو تھنک نو ڈاؤٹ ویدر اسمائل تھنک اور ڈز ناٹ تھنک اٹ ڈز میٹر ٹو ابراہیم ابراہیم از گوئنگ ٹو سلاٹر ہیم اینی وے اٹ از ناٹ ای فار ابراہیم دیٹ ایف اسمائل سیز او مائی فادر واٹ یو ڈوئنگ آئی ایم ناٹ گوئنگ ٹو لسن ٹو یو اسٹل ابراہیم گوئنگ ٹو ڈو بٹ ابراہیم وانس اسمائل ٹو ہیو یو نو فل فل ان سبمیشن ایز ویل ٹو اسمائل اسمائل حسن اسمائل سیز قال یا ابتی فعلمات عمر ساتجدنی ان شاء اللہ من الصابرین He said, oh my father, do what you have commanded. You'll find me patient, sabr. So this is the city of submission and sabr. Allah's command comes, full submission. And difficulty comes, full sabr. No doubt when Allah will command you something, problem will come. It is never, never that Allah's path is actually you know, covered with the roses and flowers. No, Allah's roads actually are covered with the thorns. Problem will be there, difficulty will be there. Because it needs another test, sabr. So first is you surrender to him, and when you surrender, It is not you going to have an easy life, difficult life. Submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually means difficulty. You surrender to him, difficulty will come. And then what you need to do? Sabr. So is this is Islam really, is actually, sabr is part of that. So that's what actually this city is built. And that's why the training of the Hajj Umar is actually to teach people full submission with the sabr. Another part of the middle of Ibrahim actually, which we can see here is Hanifiyah. Ibrahim has been teaching his children Hanifiyah. Everybody in this world, when they're grown up, eyes open the eye, the world attracts people. You know, the beauty of the world. You know, made the world interesting. So it attracts you, the river, the, the water, you know, the sun, the moon, the beauty of the sky, the beauty of the earth, money, position, you know, relative, whatever on the earth is, everything attracts. Ibrahim's Milla is based on what? To leave all those attraction and turn to Allah. Allah is more attractive. Ibrahim's way is what? Everything that you see Allah attractive, Allah is its creator. He must be more attractive. Everywhere you see beauty, Allah must be more beautiful because he is the creator. So Ibrahim's way is to leave all the beauty, turn away from all beauty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they say, Inna Allah jameelun yuhibbul jamala. If you see any beauty anywhere, turn from there to Allah. Allah is more beautiful. That's why the Prophet sallallahu once he was praying in his house. And Aisha sallallahu she got a very nice curtain. To put a, you know, she hung the curtain on the wall. Nice for beauty. And the Prophet after the prayer, he asked her to remove, remove the curtain because the curtain was distracting her. Because Allah's beauty is much more attractive than beauty of the curtain. He does not want anything to interfere with him. That's why he built his mosque so simple to people's mind never go to the wall, to the bricks, to the stones, to the color. No, just to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Ibrahim's way is really that no doubt Allah created the beauty In the world, there will be, you have children, you will have wives, you have houses, you have all those things. But turn away from everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the sun and the moon cannot attract to Ibrahim. You know, sun, sun is huge, much, much greater than the whole earth. But sun could not you know, attract him. You know, as the Quran mentioned, that one day, you know, his people, when they were worshipping a star, they came to celebrate a star, and they said, you know, this is star we worship. So Ibrahim also comes, and he wants to basically teach them. Ibrahim said, this is my Lord. When the star disappeared, Ibrahim said, no. Those who disappeared, I don't love them. Because you know, they love God. Then when the star is gone, my love is gone. My Allah is gone. I don't love those who disappeared. This sun is an amazing thing. Then moon comes and disappears. Ibrahim does not want them. Then sun comes and disappears. Ibrahim does not love. And then Ibrahim said, after the sun has disappeared, inni wajjahtu wajhiyya. موسٹیفلین What he said, by Allah, if they put the sun on my right hand and the moon on the left hand, that I leave this matter, I'm not going to leave. Nothing can distract them, nothing can attract them. This is actually how Milla Ibrahim actually based on this thing. That nothing can actually, when Allah comes, 
then nothing can distract us. Allah's beauty is much more than that. Allah's power is much more than any power. Allah is more, uh, what Allah can benefit, nobody can benefit. When Allah comes, they don't want it. So Ibrahim Islam wanted to teach his children this Hanifi and Islam both. And the most perfect thing to teach Hanifi and Islam is what? The prayer. Full, okay, full, full training for Hanifiya and Islam. Why Hanifiya? Allah, because Ibrahim Allah trained him to make the timing of the prayer a kind of sentence, don't love who disappear. And Allah loves this sentence so much. Now for this Ummah, he made the time of the prayer in those times where this Ummah every time remembers, So you see, the first prayer comes when? Fajr time. When the stars and moon disappeared. And the sun is no more there. Perfect time for the worship. The believers come and they say what? Inni la We don't love those who disappear. We don't worship sun and moon and star. Perfect time for worshiping. Hanifiya. Prayer comes, you turn away from the star, from the moon, from the sun, from the whole earth to Allah A time when there is no sun, no moon, no star, just Allah Creator of the sun and moon. Everything disappears, but not, not Allah Perfect time. As soon as the sun rises, time ends. Now kingdom of sun is rising, rising, rising. As soon as the sun declines, then Ibrahim's followers come and they do Zuhr prayer. And they make clear, La uhibbul Sun can decline, but my Lord, he never declines. The second prayer also is around the sentence, La uhibbul We don't love those who decline, those who disappear. We don't love them. We only worship Allah The second prayer is also around La uhibbul Training of Hanifiya. Then after that, what happens is, when you live in Makkah al-Mukarramah, so after a while, after sun declines, then after a few hours, sun hides behind the mountains. It disappears behind the mountains. That time of Asr. So sun can disappear behind the mountain, but Ibrahim said, Lord, he never disappears. Third prayer, reminding the people, Then after that, sun sets up. You know, Maghrib time comes. So then believer comes and says very clearly, I worship my Lord, but not the sun. And then after that, light of the sun also disappears. You know, an Isha time cut. Five prayers, perfect time for training of La Uhibbul Afirin, Hanifiya. So Ibrahim Islam made the prayer, that why in the prayer, because training for Hanifiya, in the prayer, no interest, nothing, nobody. For example, when you fasting, you can talk. In the prayer, can you talk to the people? No, because prayer is Hanifiya. You cannot talk because people are other than Allah. You cannot talk to the people. In the, when, you, when you are doing Hajj, you can eat and drink. But when you are praying, you cannot eat and drink. When you are in Ramadan or anywhere, you can walk any, any direction. But when you are in the, in, in, in the, in the prayer, only one direction, Allah. No other. Because Hanifiya, Hanifiya means what? Turn away from everything to Allah. That's why you can understand really why Qibla is so important. The Qibla is to remind people that we are turning away from everything to Allah. Ibrahim's house is not because Allah lives there. It is basically to remind you the sentence. That we turn away from everything to Allah. Ibrahim's house does not have any idol. House is only to focus to this, that it's Allah's house, reminding that, turning away from everything. So Hanifiya is, you know, Hanifiya is the main, main part of the Ibrahim's villa. So when you come to the city, that's what you need really. That, you know, you can see now people have made the city so attractive. It's still really Allah knows attraction is in the Kaaba. Attraction is in the way of Ibrahim. When you are in the prayer, that's what Allah loves. In this city, if you do shopping, and somebody that time is praying, tell me who is the beloved to Allah the one who prays. In this city, somebody does tawaf, and somebody does business. Tell, tell me who is beloved to Allah the one who does tawaf. Those who follow Ibrahim in this city, they are beloved to him. This city is city of Hanifiya. City to learn early that we do. Because that was city was made in this place. Training of Hanifiya, training of full submission to Allah Keep remembering Ibrahim is the Imam. And the Prophet Muhammad when he is given the prayer, he is given a prayer to train people for Hanifiya. Five times the prayer, full training for Hanifiya. Actually, not only that, if you look at the rakat of the prayer, the exactly same thing. All the time reminding, I don't want to, you know, spend too much time about the numbers of rakat and why, you know, that, how they train for Hanifiya, but understand this properly. The prayer is the most perfect thing to train people for what? For Hanifiya and for full submission to Allah And that actually is the Milla of Ibrahim Islam. And the third part of Milla is Adamul Ishraq. No, uh, no Ishraq. Meaning is, anybody can, nobody can influence. Believers, they don't take message from anyone other than Allah They surrender to him alone. Nothing else is. No shirk. If anybody makes anything, or if you, you know, add something to the prayer, it becomes more beautiful. 
if you add somebody's name, no. Believers want to keep their prayers as simple as possible because they want to on the footstep of Ibrahim, Ibrahim Islam. So while you're in the city, keep thinking really that this city is to connect you with Ibrahim Islam, to connect you with the Imam of Islam, Imam of submission. That's what it means. Everything that you do. When you do tawaf, think properly that Ibrahim, when he made the house, he said, I made the house to be for the people who make tawaf. When you do shai between Safa and Marwa, think it is sacrifice of Ibrahim's wife. She's running and his, his son. When people slaughter the animal, remember, it takes memory of Ibrahim slaughtering his own son. So this city basically is only training of what? Hanifiya, to turn away from everything to Allah and Islam, then to surrender to him without any question. That's why believers don't ask question. Before belief, you have question. Before belief, make effort to understand, think properly. But once you know that he's your Lord, then you have no choice but to surrender to him unconditionally. No thinking. Ibrahim is thinker, but thinking is what? Before Iman. Ibrahim thinks for Hanifiya. As soon as Ibrahim gets his, his Lord, then Ibrahim never thinks. Then Ibrahim does exactly what his Lord commands. Even maybe Ibrahim does not know the wisdom. Not the wisdom of every command of Allah is clear to Ibrahim. It becomes clear later on. But Ibrahim never asks about wisdom. Ibrahim knows if, God, if, if his God commands, it must be wise. And his son Muhammad follows him. In Hudaybiyya, when the Prophet made the treaty, and Umar Khattab has question and he asked the Prophet So what what he, Prophet said, he said, I am Allah's messenger and I do what he commands. You know, he's my you know, he's my Rabb and he, I know that he will not let me down. This thing really. The Prophet did not know what wisdom behind Hudaybiyya is. But he believes if Allah has commanded him, him to do the treaty, there must be wisdom. Full submission to Allah Taala. In our time, actually, people for every single thing, they ask you what rational, rational evidence for them, rational argument. No, Iman does not need, Islam, Allah's command does not need any reliance. Actually, rational argument, they need a proof. If somebody says rationally this is proven, you can ask what is proof for that proof. So, ration can need a proof. But Allah's command, it does not need a proof. Every rational reasoning, they really need a proof. Because no rational reasoning is perfect. But Allah's command, that's perfect. So Alhamdulillah, we are in the city of submission, city of Hanifiya, where everybody turns, this city where everybody turns anyway, turn to Allah Hotel. To make, make sure that when you stay here, you know, all the time must be occupied by what? By Salah, by Tawaf, by Ruku, by Sajda, Zikr of Allah Taala, looking at the Kaaba, no backbiting, no argument, no debate, no discussion, only turning from everything to Allah Taala. If we spend time like that really, so at least we get Barakah of this house and Barakah of Ibrahim Islam, and no doubt barakah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we go back and we hope inshallah this submission will keep growing. So I stop it here inshallah if you have any questions please ask. Sheikh, what happens to the what can you just repeat what happens to the sun at um, Dhuhr time and the Aisha time? Which time? Dhuhr and the Dhuhr Aisha. Dhuhr time the sun is de declining. Declining. Yeah, it's suddenly declining by Allah. He never declines. So that's Allah of Bulafirin. And Aisha time, even the lights of the sun have disappeared. When Maghrib happens, sun disappears, but his lights are still there. Aisha is now dark. The kingdom of sun has gone completely. So that's what we remind us. You can see the Quran or the Quran says, Salata le dulukish shams. So, duluk means what? Declining. Zuhr time, Asr time, all duluk. Even Maghrib and Isha duluk. All four prayers. So, Aqimi Salata le dulukish shams, four prayers become Zuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha. And then the Quran says, Wa Quran al Fajr. And the prayer where you read the Quran longer in the morning. So, five prayers. All four prayers are dulukish shams. And the last one, where the morning prayer, when there's no sun. Because all four prayers come and follow the, the sun, and the first comes before the sun. So there the Quran mentioned all these four, five prayers in different way. To so, say, Aqimi Salata Liduluk Shams. Four prayers which are connected with the sun. Zuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha. But which way? Sun is declining. Either setting or declining. Then the Quran al Fajr. Another prayer which comes before sun rises. At that time, most common, and you know, and read the Quran longer. Can you say for Fajr uh, the moon is disappeared? Yeah, no doubt. It will be, be, end up not be, uh, even the moon is there, its light is gone. So sometimes you know, it's, that's why Quran says, one, one Najm Ida Hawa. 
to when the stars fall down, the star falling of the star reminds people Ibrahim Ibrahim Salah Bulafilin. There we can say Sutunaj Wan Najmi Ida Hawa, Madala Sahib Kuma Gawa. In the Quran, when you see whenever you see timing comes all the time comes around the star when they fall down, about the sun when they disappear, about, about the sun when you, whenever you read the Quran, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says behind Rabbika, you know, you know, glorify your Lord. All the time timing comes around the sun and the moon and the star. Either they're disappearing or they're declining or they're falling down to remind the people that they are afilin and Allah is not afilin. Um, you've explained to us um, uh, really well about what the Millah of Ibrahim is and he, you've explained why the Prophet was asked to follow the Millah of Ibrahim. Mm. So the question that I wanted to ask was we also know that there were prophets before Ibrahim mm. Mm. So, and if we say that all the prophets were on Islam mm. then why doesn't Allah use the Millah of other prophets say Nuh for example is there anything defining Yes, all the prior messengers, they brought the same message, same ibadah. Nuh al-Islam, Hud al-Islam, Salih al-Islam, Shu'ib al-Islam, everybody, same thing. You know, but you know what Millah means? Millah means a defined way of life which has which has actually proper proper features and you know, distinguishing things which people know. So Nuh al-Islam did not do that. They asked people to worship Allah but different way. But Ibrahim Allah wanted to make well-defined. So this will establish proper. So people never have any problem to, to be deviated from the path. So Ibrahim Islam comes knife five to prayer in those times which can remind people about Hanifiyya, then the Kaaba, then the Hajj, so many things. Then now the way is properly established. So before that was Ibadah was there, but it was not established way of every single thing. Now it is properly defined. Now every new messenger, they don't need to think more. A thinker, thinking prophet has come, he defined everything. Now just follow him. You don't need to do anything new. Before that, Nuh and other people, they to their own people, they used to teach you how to worship Allah The ibadah of Allah always has been there. But what Ibrahim did, Ibrahim made the ibadah so well defined that people never can fall in the shirk. And, you know, and then he made this ibadah into two parts, Hanifiyya and Islam. Turn away from everything and surrender to Allah And both things he defined properly. Ibrahim, that why he said Milla. Milla means something which actually had a way, a way, a way of doing things but defined properly which has boundary clearly known. So that Ibrahim is important. Before Ibrahim there was no Millah. Ibrahim makes Millah properly. Yeah. Uh, Sheikh, um, you, you mentioned uh, a tafsir of uh, Suratin mm. and four locations that Ibrahim went to. I just wondered uh, if, if, the, if, you, if, is that, if, that's, if that explanation is found in any of the books of tafsir to sort of check out what they're saying. And also um, you said that Teen is connected with the the Ark of Nuh, the yeah. mountain, yeah. and in the Quran it's I think mentioned as Judy. Yeah. And I just wondered if you had any comments on that. Yeah, Judy The Judy basically, you know, when you said Teen, mountain or figure, directly area around Iraq, you know, and and you know Turkey and those area. The Judy actually is one of the mountain in that region. So that was the, when we say Jabalutin, we don't mean only one mountain. Jabalutin means that that whole region. So when we say Jabal Zaytun, the only mountain means whole Belad Sham, land of Baraka. So when we say Jabal Tur, we mean actually not only mountain of Tur, but mountain of Tur is the important, most important, but in the area, whole region. So Quran has mentioned the most important thing in that region. So in the area of Iraq and Turkey and this, in this area, the most important thing is Jabal Zaytun. And Judy is part of that. And in, in Belad Sham, the most important thing is Jabal Zaytun because that is the place where most most important sermons of Isa Islam happen. Jesus Christ, he used to go there, worship Allah. If you read actually in the gospel, you can see Mount Tafwari, how important actually is. So you can see to these four mount places, they are connected to Ibrahim Islam, but they are also connected to Munu Islam, and they are connected to Musa Islam, they are connected to Isa Islam, and they are connected to Muhammad Islam. And these five are the messengers who are pronounced Rasul. The main messengers of the Quran who are actually proper messenger determination, messenger determination the five. Nuh al-Islam, Ibrahim al-Islam, Musa al-Islam, Isa al-Islam, and Muhammad al-Islam. These four places, they, they actually connect all these five people there. So actually in one way you can say even Adam al-Islam is coming because they were actually hinting that when the Quran says, These four places, their history, 
this tells you that we have created the mankind in the best structure. You know, it's not time to give tafsir, but if I explain to you, then you really can see that how important Surah Teen is. You know, I taught that, inshallah, when we are here, I'll explain, inshallah, the meaning of this, this surah and how they are really connected to the Masaf Ibrahim, Islam, and Nuh, Islam, even Adam, Islam, and even the Prophet Muhammad, and what Quran wants to convey the message through Surah Teen. The simple meaning which I wanted to tell you that Allah also wants to tell in this surah that Ibrahim's places are chosen as Ibrahim's family is chosen. His family is chosen because Allah said, So his duriyah is chosen. Uh, his, his family is chosen and also the place. That's why you can see after Ibrahim Islam, all the messengers whom we know, they came in his family and they came in this land. All the messengers after Ibrahim who we know, they are in his family or they are in this land. So these are four lands chosen by, by Allah Land of Iraq, land of Syria, land of Egypt and land of Arabia. These four lands are chosen and the family of Ibrahim chose because this is this actually what Ibrahim sacrifice Ibrahim is the messenger of sacrifice. His sacrifice actually happened in these four places. So after Ibrahim and Islam, the chosen land are lands are these lands. And after Ibrahim Islam chosen family are is his family, no other family. And then anybody who follow Ibrahim, they become like him. So now other people who are not from his family, if they follow him, they become chosen. And after after his after him, any land which follows the way of Ibrahim and Islam's land, any city which resembles Makkah and Medina, they also become chosen. But the initially chosen places are these four places. Sheikh, um, I'd like to ask you about the extra barakah one receives whilst in Ibadah in Makkah and Medina. Is it within the confines of the masjid or is it extended to the vicinity of the city? For example, if someone does, someone does a nafal salah in the masjid and, or the hotel, is the barakah the same? Uh, what I'm trying to say is, is this confi confined to the masjid area or the vicinity of the city, the, the actual reward one gets? How you know, yeah, when we say haram, to we may basically means al-masjid, the mosque. Then the area which is, uh, you know, between the, what you can say, between the hill, means there are places where you can go and make a haram for the umrah. Okay. There are hill. hill means the places where you can sacrifice the animal, where you can cut the tree, you free. When you move from hill to, towards Makkah al-Mukarramah, then you are not allowed to kill, hunt any bird, hunt any animals, you are not allowed to cut the tree, so that's also haram. So one haram is the mosque itself. Mm -hmm. Then second haram is the area between hill and the mosque. That's also haram. So it also has a second. And the third haram, third, third sacred place is between the miqat and between the haram. They're miqat, like dhul -Hlefa. So when you move from dhul you start actually in holy land, holy area. So from Dhul Hulaifa to Masjid Aisha, it is very holy. But from Masjid Aisha, it becomes even more holy until you come to the mosque. And when you enter the mosque, it is more holy. So no doubt the mosque itself is actually most preferred. But even Makkah al-Mukarramah is respected. So you understand properly when we say haram and when we say sacred place, sacred place starts actually from Miqat, continue until hill. And from hill, more sacredness starts. And when you come to the mosque, it is no doubt actually Masjid al-Haram is actually what the Quran has mentioned. And Masjid Haram means whatever exp after expansion, not only what was the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whatever becomes part of Masjid Haram, it is Masjid Haram. <coughs> and also under understand when you are here, do tawaf most more, because this is one ibadah which you never can do anywhere. Prayer you can, but you know, if you have time, do more tawaf. This is actually ibadah loved here by Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, because this is only ibadah which can be done here. You know, nowhere else. So do tawaf as much as possible here. Tawaf actually like salah. Um, just regarding Zamzam, um, we were we were discussing today. We we were wondering whether there is any particular adab of having Zamzam whilst drinking, and what what are the etiquettes? What are the things associated with it? You know, there is a hadith of the Prophet Zamzam Lima Shuribala. The water of Zamzam is for whatever it has been drunk. So, meaning with whatever intention you make for Zamzam, you get it. So, that's why it is best thing is whenever you drink Zamzam water, make intention that I'm drinking for this purpose. So, Allah SWT will give you. So, first uh, minor is this. After that, actually, it is water. Like, you know, you can sit anywhere when you drink. Drink in three breaths because the Prophet always advised people to have water in three breaths. So three times and every time to take out the glass from your mouth like that. 
Sometimes uh, people prefer if people drink it in the direction of the Kaaba, but then no Sunnah like that. The, it, not that the Prophet always drank down the water in the direction of the Kaaba. But sometimes you do, that's fine because you know Qibla is always important anyway. There are some hadiths, uh, you know, Ali Rilatun, he drank the Kandan water while standing. So it could be some reason because you know he was, uh, you know, the place was not for there for sitting, so he was standing. Uh, we don't really think that you know it is any special manner for them that people must drink while standing. If you sit, that's fine because we, the Prophet always has preferred sitting for drinking anyway, and Zamzam is also drinking. But sometimes people stand, that's also part of the, you know, uh, it allowed. So for any water that people drink, they should sit. But uh, if they stand up, it's also mubah, it's allowed. So we don't have actually any, any new thing for them other than that it has, it has this baraka that you can make any intention. Actually, sometimes even it can suffice for the food. Abu Dhar when he heard about the Prophet and so much enmity and hatred against Prophet he could not declare that he knows him. So when he came here, he said, for I don't know, for few, few, 10 or 20, I don't know how long he stayed in Makkah, he said he had no food other than Zamzam drinking. And not only that, he got fight in his body, he said. He became, he, he, he became bigger than he was before. Just Zamzam water, nothing else. Zamzam water also had this in it, it can be like food. So people can drink some water and they can survive for a while. So it has a lot of barakah. We are really, once the first time I came and uh, in my, uh, with me I was a, a student from Turkey. And you know, his face was in a very something, you know, bleeding all the time, all the time, all the time. So really, and he said that he had come tired, you know, with so much medical treatment, but nothing works, you know, all very, very bad the face, all the time bleeding. So you know, with me, uh, was one, one student from Pakistan, he said to him, okay, when you, come to Makkah, just uh, wash your face with Zamzam, with in, make intention, may Allah SWT clean your face. We didn't know this, and, and after a while, after 10, 20 days, we saw his face fine. We asked him what happened. He said, I wash my face with the Zamzam, and he, somebody advised me, and now it is fine. So this also can happen. So you can see that Allah SWT has made barakah to make effort really to know, to when you drink the Zamzam water, make effort to you know, make in, intention uh, for anything, for piety, for <coughs> Allah SWT, for anything and Allah SWT will give you, inshallah. He said he removed his top part of the ihram for a significant number of time, I think, to remove some impurity like blood. Uh, is there any penalty? What he, what he did? The top part of the ihram. Yeah, the what? Top, uh, he, he just took it off and kept it on the side for a bit. Uh, is there yeah, a penalty? Because the reason is because you know, it is, you know, it is, it is hard, you know, you need, people need to cover their body. The purpose is you, you cannot wear here sh any shirt or trouser. So instead of sh shirt, you have the upper garment. And for the trouser, you have a lower garment as well. That's what you see. There's nothing that if you put take off, that's fine. If people don't wear shirt, they only have trousers, that's fine. You know, the covering part actually is for a man, from the navel to the knees. If that you cover, then it's fine. If people don't have the upper part, it's still fine. But you know, you're suffering because sun will heat will be on your body. Um, I was wondering, is the rules for salah in the haram different to our own area? Because I realized that men and women pray together side by side? You know, the, actually, I, I don't think I have time really properly, but I've been thinking this matter so much, now I really I realize that Islamic way is uh, not segregation. Islamic way is uh, either public space or private space. So there are certain things which are actually preferred Islam to do in private space, or certain things in public space. But Quran, Islam never encourages segregation between people on the base of gender or something like that. You never find this really. So what is happening in the haram, you can find all the time. But still, still one thing is, when women pray, they should be together. Men and women should not next each other. But it sometimes happens, you know, unintentionally, the prayer is still very hard to most imams. In Hanafi madhab, the prayer of the man becomes invited. But in the haram, even Hanafi people give fatah. But otherwise, everybody says, you know, they know near to, to make invited, it's makru. But, you know, if there's no other way, you know, it's prayer, fine. So, you know, there are more details, I don't want to get it. Simple thing really is uh, this whole problem of segregation, it is not based on a sunnah, nothing like that. The Prophet never make any segregation between men and women. So, men used to pray and then children and then the women, but no segregation between men and women. Uh, you mentioned tawaf being the best ibadah. Um, in the haram what, would you, what advice would you give for people who can't walk for too long or stand for too long maybe they have an injury um, maybe they can do some tawaf and some qiyam but not excessively 
what advice would you give them? How would they maximize their time? You know, not only tawab. People can do tawab, people can do prayer, people can read the Quran, people can do dhikr, people can salat on the Prophet Even if you're tired, you cannot do anything. Uh, people say, you know, even looking at the house of Allah you know, with the love, it also, you know, there is barakah. So, you know, even sitting there for the prayer, if you wait for the prayer, you end the prayer. See, the simple thing is, don't talk with the people. Don't argue, don't discuss, don't debate, don't backbite, don't lie. You know, even if you sleep, that's better. At least when you're sleeping, you're not doing any sin. But when you awake, that's a problem. When you awake, then do ibadah. Don't talk. This problem is happening. Because I know when people start talking, then they don't, that shaitan is easier for him. That shaitan moves from something to something else. There are believers, you know, the ulama say that your life is only that part of your life which you use. The one you waste, that is part of the calendar. So you can say, I lived in this for 70 years, but basically 70 years of calendar. Your life was only 10 years that you used. 60 was just wasted. The proper understand properly. That, you know, why are you wasting it? You know, think really, many issues that we discuss, do we change them by discussion? What happens really? Actually, if you read the Quran by that time, maybe some change happened in the world. But by discussion, nothing happened. If people do something, that's fine. But when people discuss and argue, they don't change anything. So understand this properly. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. And when you discuss, energy goes. Because you're thinking, you, you, you're speaking. That's a very, very harmful thing. Always, I will advise people that you know, focus on your purpose in life. Do ibadah. If you're tired, have rest. But don't gossip. You know, most dangerous thing for believers is talking. Most dangerous thing. Once it starts, it never ends. Learning, studying, you can study something here. That's fine. Study something, but never talk. But if you start talking, then it, really, it makes a big problem. Sheikh, just uh, another couple of questions specific. I heard um, from somebody that it was, do you get reward just for looking at the Kaaba? So, so is yeah, after somebody asked me, I think you, maybe you ask, I have to look actually what is the uh, uh, reference for that is. Uh, so I don't remember the reference, I have to think for it. Uh, check that, inshallah. Yeah. Any other question? Yeah. No, on the no. Inshallah. I was hoping Sheikh, you could just uh, elaborate, inshallah, when you mentioned um, Islam does not promote segregation. Are you talking about when we have, you know, parda and barriers, you know, maybe in, in a classroom or in the masjid, or, or, or does this mean that we interact with the opposite gender where it's necessary for work or for transaction or business? Yeah, no, I'll explain some other time, but here just I can tell you that in Islamic, Islamic law and also in Islamic history, we don't have any proof of any segregation between men and women. No doubt, uh, piety will be there, men will be praying, but to separate both, both of them, because you think really, if prayer happening and you separate the women from the men, and women cannot see the men, and Imam does a mistake, instead of going to Ruku, he goes to Sajda. Or for example, you know, for example sitting in the second rakah, he stands up by mistake. Women were sitting, they don't know. Actually, I remember in, the, in this morning when we were doing prayer, so Imam read the ayatul Sajda. So many people, they went to Ruku. We went, you know, so imagine really, if there is a barrier, what will happen? At least you can see the front row. You can see other people, so you can follow them. But if there is a barrier, what will happen? So that way, the Prophet could have done a barrier easily, but he never did. Because there are so many other, I, you know, this actually an issue, if I have to take a lot of, lot of time, but simply really Islamic way not to, to make segregation. No doubt Islam has piety, but piety, piety, piety does not depend on segregation. Piety, to make a piety something else you need to do, not segregation. Sheikh, um, just carrying on from what the brother mentioned, um, I remember reading something that was attributed to Imam Shafi, where he mentioned one of the benefits of looking at the Kaaba is that it improves your eyesight. I don't know if you've heard of that or No, I mentioned that. Many people have been mentioning. So, but we need proof for that, that's not the matter. So, what proof is, but people have been mentioning this, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to know, um, is, it <coughs> is it okay for um, a lady to do a tawaf without her mahram? Um, obviously, um, the situation around the um, Kaaba is like men and women together, and she's, if she's performing tawaf without her husband being present, is that, was that acceptable? You know, 
ladies need mahram according to many opinion while traveling of 48 miles but once you have come to a city to within that city to move you don't need mahram to accompany you all the time so for example coming from england to this country you need a mahram but once you are in the city then you go for shopping you go for the prayer you do tawaf you go anything you don't need a mahram otherwise the life will be so difficult for the people so no for tawaf you don't need a mahram for umrah if you want to do another umrah you can go on your own alone without your husband to masjid of aisha because it's not very it is just few miles you can go there put on a ram and come back to tawaf umrah hajj nothing depends on mahram only traveling is for mahram means we travel from one city for 48 miles or more than that then according to some opinion you need to have mahram but within the city you don't need a mahram is it clear so you can do tawaf on your own there is no need for a mahram there Uh, in relation to that, is it if a, if a woman um, travels without mahrams or, or the mahram is not um, accompanying his wife, um, would she be sinful? You know, there is another question. In regard to Imam Hanifa, Imam Shafir, Imam Imam Muhammad, Rahimullah Taala, whenever a woman travels for forty-eight miles or more than that, she must be accompanied by her mahram or by her husband. <coughs> that opinion is. Because to some opinions, which actually I I follow, if the traveling is safe, and traveling happens to a place where women are respected, and the family or husband he trusts his wife that you know she can travel and she has no problem, so then we allow the travel. For example, in England, we know uh, women are respected, and traveling is generally safe. So, for example, if a woman lives in Oxford and she works in London and she goes by car or by coach, and the family has no problem with her, they they trust in her. So we don't think any problem. Otherwise, you know, so much difficult. Similarly, for example, if uh, a woman, you know, she travels from uh, uh, from England, you know, to Pakistan, and on an airplane, long distance, so he, you know, he accompanies her to the airport, and there's somebody on the other airport to receive her. So the plane is very safe. Traveling on the plane actually is very very safe. It is much safer than the house sometimes. Because in the house there's more problem. But in the plane there's less problem. Because there actually high, there have been so many problems in the house of the people. So many uh, cases for the women among the relatives, but when they're traveling on the plane, there's no, no nothing like that. The simple thing is, if traveling is safe, the place where they travel, it is where women are respected and the family allows, then we allow the women to travel alone. So for them coming to Makkah al-Mukarramah, by plane is safe, and if the women, you know, uh, you know, there is with other women in this hotel somewhere else, goes for for Umrah, and I don't think there is problem as long as the family trusts. When I ask about this 48 miles thing, why, why specifically 48 miles? Um, the evidence is obviously for the time of the travelling, and um, now it takes a lot less time to travel 48 miles than it did at the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No, 48 miles is just rough estimate. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam actually the places which were uh, on distance, a certain distance. When people, Imam Malik and other people, they measured the places, they roughly come around that that that distance. Not, but even that time. You know, some people think really 48 miles means uh, traveling by camel or, or walking, you know, three days and night. Uh, because that those days, people, you know, they used to take so long time traveling, and our time we travel very fast. So it should be three days and night. It's not true. Even those days, people used to have horses. People used to travel on the horses. So the Prophet never said those who travel on the horses, for them another three days and night. People used to go by ship, you know, they, those also used to be fast, fast traveling. So, you know, the reason basically is, because when 48 miles means it is an area where you are not familiar. So if a woman have a problem, difficulty, she forced down or something like that, and also she want to buy something, she does not notice. So she need help. So 48 miles means now you are away from the region where usually you can know. Because if within 48 miles, people usually know their area. They know where where you know this city is, where this town is, where the market is, where this is. But when it becomes 48 miles or more than that, it's like new region, new area. You don't know where things are. So there, women need support, help. That purpose is. It's crazy. Not because you know it's distance necessarily. It is really because it's not new area, new region. That way, if a woman comes to a new city and she settles there, then fine. So, for example, you know, like many people used to go to from England to study in Egypt. So their mahram used to take them to Egypt and then leave them, come back, and then they're staying there. They're not staying with them because now they know the the area and they they can work out. Maharaj not with them. So the 
its whole purpose is to, to help the women because women are not familiar with the ways and roads or, or things so somebody can help them so anyway the fatwa that we follow these days actually is that women can travel to to any place as long as the place where the travel women are respected and also the traveling is safe and the family trust if somebody travels to india i will not allow that because in india women are not respected if a problem but if a woman tra- travels to for example to european countries or to america generally in these cra- places women are safe and they are respected so we allow we can allow them sure um i just wanted to ask when it comes to doing tawaf if you think that you can do say for instance two in between asr and maghrib is it better to do that or is it better to even though it means praying in a makruh time No, don't pray then. What you do, do tawaf seven, seven round, mm-hmm. and the prayer of that tawaf delayed. And you can do another tawaf seven round, and then after Maghrib, you can do two rakat, uh, two rakat for both of them. Fine. Um, I was going to just add on to the uh, same question where Ryan and uh, Salah mentioned about the tawaf. Um, how long can you delay a tawaf, say for example, uh, in uh, Salah's example, that you're not able to do it, can you read uh, do some ibadah, rest, and then continue um, the number of tawaf that you have missed after, and what is the time frame you can delay this uh, tawaf until, basically? Is there any time limit for this? Tawaf means seven rounds. <coughs> so all those seven rounds, they don't necessarily need to, need to be done in the same, same go. You can do divide them as many you like. So, you know, there's no, no time limit for that. Means that before the death it should be completed. <laughs> Reason is because when you start the office, it's obligatory. It is now wajib. You have to complete it. If you don't complete it, it's sin. So if before the death people complete, that's fine. There's no time limit for that. It should be completed. Once you start, it should be completed. Like any nafla prayer. If you start a nafla prayer and somehow you, uh, you know, break it, you know, like your father is calling, so now you have to leave of the prayer and you go. So now you have to complete that. But when, you know, at least it should be done before the, before the death. But if you do as soon as possible, that's better. And, uh, can the same be applied for Umrah? Say, for example, you've, you've done your tawaf um, in, in Sa'i. Is it is that the 40-day limit again that is applied? Obviously, you've been in the state of Ihram. <coughs> but uh, say, for example, you want to do your tawaf. You've done your tawaf and you want to do Sa'i the next day. Providing you meet the conditions of Ihram, is that is that allowed? Yeah, you can delay one month. As long as you remain in Ihram, it is more difficult for you. Mm-hmm. But you can do. You know, there's no time limit for this thing. Because when people come, you know, they, they want to do it as soon as possible. But who is going to delay Sai unnecessarily? Because, you know, it is more difficult for him. People want to do it as soon as possible. But if people delay, that's fine. As long as they keep Ihram properly, that's fine. Um, just to add on that, it's a comment that you're going to have to do the last Tawaf, I think, is the Tawaf with that. But please try doing it on time because last time we had people delaying the coach. And delaying the coach means we have to, you know, give them extra money and things like that. <laughs> so please try uh, uh, not to delay. Sheikh, you mentioned that it's wajib upon us to complete the tawaf. Uh, say if one was to start the tawaf and for some reason, just on the first round, they could complete it. How many rounds is wajib to complete? How many ra- All seven or is it three? Tawaf is seven rounds. But uh, there are, uh, uh, for example, if somebody had done like six or something like that uh, and he left, uh, so then they don't need to cut that. But I don't remember exact details, but there are some numbers of shows. Uh, if you've done that bit, then you don't need to cut that. But uh, I have to check properly. But this is a good question. I, I don't remember now. Yeah. I think if I've got uh, some on my own book, it is there written. But you see, I don't remember by heart. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Sheikh, um, is, it, is it all right to apply zones on, on, on the parts of the body? Uh, should it just be drunk? Yeah, it is pure water enough from Allah It is good actually to put on your face. Because meaning is a simple thing. From my, my, you know, when rain used to happen, sometimes the Prophet used to take off his shirt and just walk in the rain. So rain can fall on him directly from Allah. So fresh. So it is pure water on your body. You can feel touch it from Allah There is no harm in that. And Barakan also, you know, not beneficial anyway. So people can do on your face. You can put on it's love of Allah It's coming from him. You have a bath with it. Sorry, yeah. People have bath from you. People, you know, before <coughs> that actually, the well was, you know, underneath people used to go there. And they used to actually, uh, you know, have bath with that. I remember that those days. 
Sheikh, you know in the Haramain that the, the Mu'adhin relay the the the takbirat and all so on so on. Wh- where does that come from? Where they do? You, you know the Mu'adhins in the Haramain they they repeat what the Imam said. You know Allahu Akbar or they they say Rabbana wa lakal hamd so on. Where does that come from? You know, not coming from because reason basically is. Uh, uh, <coughs> now we have got a loudspeaker, but before there was no one, so somebody has to convey the talk to other rows. And also, reason is uh, somehow, sometime it could be the speaker that m- the Imam is using. If uh, something goes wrong, so at least there's somebody repeats. So there are two arrangements. Because sometimes it could be that you don't listen what he wants to do, because it is a huge place. So if something goes wrong, what will happen? Perhaps somebody will cover correct, you know, correct. And Takbir has, you know, Sunnah. So do not repeat it, Takbir is not a problem anyway. If they have you know, one mukabir, that's fine. They could have two, because it helps. Uh, you know, if something goes wrong, for that, what will happen? Um, I just, uh, Sheikh, want to say there's um, um, another Sheikh shared this story regarding Zamzam. Um, it's um, it's a very unbelievable, uh, uh, you know. Occurrence um, with the water of Zamzam. He had a problem with his car uh, engine, uh, car overheating, and for Subhanallah, many uh, months he was w- using normal water, and uh, he kept on having this problem. But uh, one day he he ran out of the. He had this problem, and he had a little bit of Zamzam in his uh, um, car. He put that in into the car radiator, and Subhanallah, he, the, the problem was: uh, is that something that is uh, possible? No, no, Allah can do anything. So it, miracles can happen, but simple thing really is I understand uh, that you know use Zamzam for more you know internal purity. Make intention Allah Subhanahu wa Taala using Zamzam make me more pious, make me the one who you know purify my soul, you know something like that. Make those, those intention because you know, these things are very small really. It really is that what the people say buying the cow for dung. So don't buy the cow for dung. Buy the for milk. Uh, 